0: welcome to food navigator usa's soup to nuts podcast with elizabeth crawford where i dish with trendsetters tastemakers and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to marketing strategies to regulatory pressures a keen empathy for consumers a deep commitment to innovation and an open door approach to collaboration helped the founder of nissen foods not only capture the hearts of billions of people when he invented instant noodles, but also helped build and sustain two iconic brands that are just as relevant today as they were 50 years ago when they launched. When Top Ramen and Cup Noodles were first introduced at the end of World War II, they were proffered as a salve to a world grieving from tremendous losses and grappling with extensive food insecurity and rising prices the same challenges many face today as the pandemic drags on. But now, as then, Nissan Foods is offering consumers comfort with products that are at once familiar and innovative, as well as accessible and convenient. And in doing so, it's setting a course that others might follow for longevity and success in a highly competitive industry with astronomically high failure rates. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, Nissin Foods CEO Mike Price shares the secrets to top ramen and cup noodles' success and longevity, as well as what it takes for brands to break free from the competition, capture consumers' long-term loyalty, and remain relevant and fruitful in good times and bad. As Nissin Foods marks the 50th anniversary of cup noodles this year, And top ramen last year, it's safe to say that most Americans have turned to the brands at some point, whether as an after school snack, a warm meal on a tight budget, or easy to make on the go solutions. The ubiquity of these brands across generations, socioeconomic classes, geographies, and life stages speaks to the universal needs they fill and the core values on which Price says Nissan was founded.
1: We truly are an iconic brand, so um, when people, you know, they see on my phone or they see my sh- one of my shirts as either cup noodles or Top Ramen, you know, pretty much 90% of the time I get a reaction from folks, and um, it's an endearing brand, so, you know, I always hear from folks, well, that's how I got through college, or when I came out of college and we didn't have much money, that's how we lived, or as a child, my mom uh, or dad would buy me cut noodles or top ramen. And I think, um, that really plays back to, um, our founder, Momofuku Wando. So he, he actually invented, um, instant ramen and he invented it, uh, at the end of world war two. So he was in Japan and it was, um, as you can imagine, pretty devastated. There were food lines, et cetera. And he, he believed that he had, he was not in the food industry. He was actually, uh, he was a civil servant, but he believed that if he could, find a way to feed the world economically he could uh make the world a better place and 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 or all wars potentially he he believed that um you know if there's food there'll be less uh less hostile hostility in the world so he um went about inventing um the process that we now know uh is instant ramen and that's kind of carried forth um from that post world time, so um, in the u s um, we've been here, we celebrated actually last year fifty years of top ramen in the United States, and this year celebrated uh, fifty years of cup noodle and it 's really about you know it's those things that are endearing to people it 's great tasting um, the quality high quality um, at a value um, and and that's really the the keys to the success that mr Rondo. Um, hit upon when he invented it right after the war that still holds today. Um, If you really, I mean, these really resonate with the consumer. That was truly, particularly at that point and still today, these are um, high consumer needs. And at the end of the day, it's the consumer who continues to go to the store and buy our products, right? So, um, and that's generation after generation after generation. So those basic Um, tenets of who we are, the high quality, the great taste, the convenience, the value. um, um, They're as true today as they were 50 years ago when we built our plant in in Los Angeles and launched Top Ramen and Cup Noodles. As
0: monumental and consumer-centric as the innovation of Instant Noodles was 50 years ago, it alone might not have been enough to sustain Top Ramen and Cup Noodles for half a century especially as a barrage of Me Too products and other inexpensive, convenient, and filling products crowded store shelves over time. But Price says the innovative spirit behind the initial launch of the brands helps keep them relevant and engaging for consumers through the decades, reinforcing Nissan founder Ando's famous quote that no company can sustain itself if it lacks the power to create new things.
1: What separates us from a lot of other companies, and particularly a lot of other companies in this category, is that we are constantly innovating. Um, so we, um, we have really um, uh, the highest level expertise. Um, we are a global company as well. So we can pull from all around the world different ideas. And I'll, I'll give you an example. So Cup Noodles was uh, really an invention out of, uh, the American consumer. So, Momo Fucuando, um spent a lot of time in the U.S., and he saw that, you know, crazy Americans were always on the move and were drinking coffee and eating cereal in their cars, amongst other things. So, how, um, how could, uh, how could he deliver a product that would uh, meet that need? And that, that was the idea behind Cup Noodles. So, again, it always starts with, as I said earlier, it always goes back to the consumer. And, um, Uh, You know, for example, this year we're launching um, a pumpkin spice um, cup noodles. Now that's uh, pumpkin spice is not new, as we all know. Um, But um, cup noodles in a pumpkin spice is people thought we were crazy and um, um, consumers love it. They can't wait to get it. So we're getting inundated with uh, requests to get that product. Two years ago we launched a product called um, uh, Cup noodle Stir Fry which is like a chow mein in a cup, and it's doing really, really well. If you haven't tried it, I recommend it. Um, We have a product called FireWalk, which is a soupless product in a bowl that is super, super spicy and super hot, and that's what the, the younger generations are really looking forward, and those products are just doing really, really well. So innovation is key. So it's, again, staying really close to the consumer and making sure that you've built a really good team within your organization Uh, that does nothing but focus on innovation.
0: Price jokes that he sometimes feels badly for Nissan's R&D team because he is constantly pestering them with new ideas. So deep is his personal passion for innovation. But he acknowledges not every idea is a good investment. To separate the good ideas from the potentially expensive mistakes, Price says Nissan closely collaborates with its customers and consumers,
1: you know ultimately, we are a business, and we're we um, we're true to our consumers and our customers, but we are beholden to our shareholders, right so um, although some ideas might sound like fun and great ideas, um, we try to we try to um, limit our exposure initially so for example, um, Walmart has been a super good partner for us for new ideas, trying new ideas, so we will present to them every year several new concepts, ideas, and debate whether um, you know, uh, we should change the names or change the flavors, uh, but get to a point where they'll tr- actually try the products in their stores. And we get some really great learnings. Uh, we also spend a great deal of time, as you can imagine, with um, consumer insights like focus groups, et cetera, uh, before we even get close to launching the product. So there is a lot of behind the scenes work um, and then at that point, um, we don't even go to a national launch. We, we work with a customer like a Walmart or a Kroger, et cetera, um, to see how the product does in market before we go to a national launch.
0: Nissen also works closely with consumers and Top Ramen and Cup Noodles super fans to develop new ideas that will surprise, delight, and meet shoppers' evolving needs. For example, last year as part of Nissen's 50th anniversary celebration of Top Ramen, the company hosted a competition for a new chief noodle
1: officer. Technically, Elizabeth, I am the chief noodle officer, uh, but um, uh, we allowed—we uh, really wanted to share that that opportunity with with one of our consumers who loves our products. So we did a national campaign, and folks um, submitted uh, recipes, top ramen recipes, um, and we had a, a panel. And on that, on that panel was um, Melissa uh, King, who is one of the top chefs in the country. And her and I then decided uh, who won. And there was a really wonderful gentleman out of Sacramento, California, David Chan. And for the last year, he's been our chief noodle officer. So he's participated in um, uh, much of our innovation ideas. And he, um, he continues to provide us with ideas as well. Um, I think he's got almost a, a, a life. I think it is a complete lifetime supply of top ramen, so he's probably very popular in his neighborhood as well. But it's been a really exciting and a fun opportunity to kind of share the greatness of my job with one of our one of our really loyal consumers.
0: During the early months of the pandemic, gathering focus groups and getting together with retailers to taste test and brainstorm products in person wasn't possible but that didn't mean that Nissan stopped innovating
1: the fundamentals of the, uh, you know, the science behind the consumer research, et cetera, maybe the methodology has changed. Um, But now that we're a, you know, we're pretty much a a virtual society now. So focus groups that we used to do in house, you know, at a facility somewhere, um, although we're starting to do those again, which is great. But during the pandemic, we used that same approach, but people did it on their computers and we set them the products in advance. So, We found ways around that and to get to to the type of insights that we needed to get to. Um, Our R&D team worked tirelessly um, throughout the pandemic, and we launched, uh, Elizabeth, we continued to launch new products even at the height of the pandemic, um, which is unique for us uh, compared to many other companies in the industry because I felt it was important for us Uh, to continue to lead in spite of what was happening.
0: Nissan's open-minded approach to collaboration extends through its marketing, allowing it to reach a diverse consumer base. For example, Price called out successful partnerships ranging from The World Wrestling Entertainment and Indy 500 to Hello Kitty.
1: We are aligned with WWE, and we've done uh, multiple partnership opportunities with them. Um, we sponsor a gentleman by the name of Takuma Sato, who is an IndyCar driver. And uh, Takuma won the Indy 500 uh, last year, um, which uh, we tell him that because of Cup Noodles, uh, no, he, he knows he's a great driver, but he did have the Cup Noodle logo on his car, which is really fun. And then in addition to that, we also um, work with some of the great brands like Hello Kitty, Hello um, Kitty goody tama and a blast from the past who's actually coming back is paul frank so um there's multiple um merchandising opportunities with those great brands and we have things like belts and shirts and sweatshirts and all kinds of all kinds of cool stuff so that's that's the other way so i would say you know through innovation and then partnerships have been two of the vital ways to stay close to our consumer
0: no matter how spot on innovations are, if consumers can't access the products because of price or supply shortages, sales and the overall business will suffer, which is why during the pandemic, as inflation and supply chain challenges have increased, Nissan has worked hard to keep its products on shelf at a price point that consumers can afford.
1: Um, the biggest challenge I had, quite honestly, during the pandemic, and even, even to this day, given the supply chain situation, is ensuring that um, our consumers are getting the products they need. So um, you saw record demand and continue uh, for our brand. Consumers needed our products. Our customers needed our products. So we were, um, you know, as you know, an in essential industry. So it was really, really important that, number one, I keep the plants running, um, which was uh, challenging at first, as you can imagine. And we really did that by, by, by really keeping our people safe. So it was, in my mind, safety was the number one priority for the organization, um, both for our employees and obviously for food safety. Um, but those, that was the challenge. How do you keep people safe? How do we keep the, the plants running? And then since then, as you know, um, the supply chain situation over the last six months across the world has really deteriorated, and we've had some unique challenges in the United States. So... Like many industries, we're faced with um, um, some, some fairly large challenges right now on the labor front. Um, container shortages coming from overseas. Um, uh, distribution, you know, freight right now is at an all-time premium because there's not enough trucks um, to ship our products across the country. So those, um, as the, as the um, you know, um, the pandemic has slowed to some degree, um, we now have uh, kind of this ripple effect of all these other challenges that we're facing. So you do your best every day. You know, you, you stay focused. And, again, the priority is keeping our people safe and keeping our plants running. We are very tied to commodity markets, and uh, the commodity markets have been at all-time highs. As I noted earlier, freight rates, and uh, with the, the uh, supply shortage of both drivers and vehicles in the U.S., freight is at an all-time high it's never been at this high um uh, an interesting note a container ship from china that used to cost um two thousand dollars per container pre-pandemic um now is anywhere from eight to twelve thousand dollars for that same container um so it's pretty dramatic inflation and yes we've already taken pricing this year um we do that's the the last lever that i want to pull because that impacts the consumer so much um, so the last lever I try to pull is pricing. We, we did have a price increase earlier this year. Um, we're constantly evaluating if, if we're going to need to take another one. But at this point, we're, we're holding steady and continuing to look for other opportunities to reduce costs so we don't have to pass those on to the consumer.
0: Even as Nissen Foods navigates the current rocky waters of the pandemic, Price said the company looks forward to continuing to support its fans, living its values, and innovating just as it has for the past half century. With that, we've reached the end of this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope that you'll join me again next week for another installment, and to ensure that you remember, please subscribe. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week.